Laura, Chapter 4, Separation The summer was in its full swing. The mountains and their forests offered refreshing shade and a chance to escape the heavy heat. However, the few surrounding villages and towns were the places where the sun could show its full strength. It had no mercy for the people who wore dirt or those who just happened to pass by. In the morning, when the group left Piawa, Demir was in a good mood and was looking for someone to chat with. He showered Leo with countless questions, the boy answered some of them, nevertheless, from time to time he got conveniently distracted and forgot to reply. Sukho was walking ahead quietly as the heat was making him irritable. Demir merely shouted to Sukho every time Leo answered a question. Did you hear that? The boy was born in the capital city. The only answer he ever received was a crow. Demir would then carry on with his attempts to strike a conversation with the boy. Nonetheless, at some point the sun got to the chant as well. In the evening, the three were very irritable and tired from the summer heat as they arrived in Madrid. Sukho again took them through a labyrinth of street as if he knew the town by heart and led them to yet another inn. This one looked strikingly similar to the one where Leo first met him. The boy concluded that Sukho preferred such shady places. Leo noticed that most of the visitors were already quite drunk, although the sun had just set down. The place was perfectly suitable for those who wanted to remain unnoticed. No one would remember seeing them on the next day. It was quite easy to hide among all the poor souls who came to such places to drown their worries and misery. Sukho was on good terms with the innkeeper here as well, which earned them a table in a dark corner and some privacy. The three sat down and remained quiet while dinner was served. A woman in ragged clothes placed in front of them three wooden goblets and three plates filled with some sort of porridge. Leo looked dubious at the food and then decided to ask for some bread. A moment later the woman came back with a hard piece of bread which smelled like mold. The woman stuck around for a few more moments so as to give a couple of unmistakable signals to the two men. The boy was sure that either of his two fellow travelers would be the best catch the witch has had in months. Unfortunately, the two men were not interested and waved her off. Only after they were left alone, the men started a conversation. Zarko will meet us here, right? Sukho was gobbling down the porridge and from time to time took large mouthfuls a fell twist down the foot. So he said... Dimir was busy with his own plate of porridge. Did something new happen in Pomoshnik? No. But I have to tell him that the mountain path has been found out by the bandits. Now, those are bad news and this was the fastest road too, Demir exclaimed. Leo ate a small part of the bread but soon he gave up on it as well. The thing tasted as if it was used to scrub the floor. He did not dare try the ale. The memory from the drink he had in the other inn was still too fresh. He leaned against the wall as the chairs were short, three-legged and without backrest. The boy looked distracted, but in fact he was attentively listening to the conversation. A few moments after his fellow travelers had put down their empty plates, two other men joined them at the table. The woman did not show up with more ale and food, although the boy was quite certain she had noticed the newcomers. Most likely the innkeeper knew this was a secret meeting of a sort. Nobody told Leo to leave, so the boy understood the silence as acceptance of his presence. Where is Zarko? Sukho stated directly. I heard there was some sort of problem in Kradets, and thus he has gone there. One of the newcomers shook his head. We were looking for him with important news. 
I'm not here with news, Suko retorted. I want to warn him not to use the old mountain path. The bandits have sniffed it out and it is no longer safe. We used it just a couple of days ago and we did not encounter any bandits, the other newcomer argued. We passed through the mountains three days ago. One night when we were asleep, the scum attacked us, Suko argued. Leo noticed that the other men did not take the news well. They looked disappointed and frustrated. Could you convey this to Zarko? I have other work to take care of. I can't continue running around after him across the whole country. And what news do you bring? Dimir could not keep his curiosity at bay. But the newcomers only shook their heads. The message was too important and they could not tell it just to anybody. It was only for Zarko's ears. We heard some gossip about war, the first newcomer started. Some people say that Garion and Woryak have plotted to attack us at the same time and try to seize as much land as possible. They want to take hold of part of the metropolis. Our strongest fortresses are in Plaga and Pluvia, but who knows? Sko nodded. He knew that this was not yet another rumor, but confirmed information. There were news that came from the lords. But Leo kept his hands under the table, hidden from the other men, as he unconsciously clenched them into fists. His heart sank and some heavy weight fell on his chest, so that it was hard for the boy to breathe. Nonetheless, his face remained calm and did not betray the feelings he had. Leo clenched his teeth, struggling with the helpless and fear of being powerless. The wench came to the table once more and started clearing the plates and goblets. Everyone fell silent and thus her voice came clear as she whispered, soldiers. Suddenly, the men were on their feet, their hearts beating with fear. Before anyone could even say a word, Leo's voice came to them clear and ice calm. There are a lot of them, but they are still standing next to the entrance. Well, you can bet that they are not here for the delicious food and the cold ale. Soon, they will start transacting through the inn. Although Suko thought he already knew the boy well, he was quite surprised by the calm and timely reaction. Leo had stood up immediately and had moved so quietly that even the guide had not realized the boy was no longer standing next to him. Leo had softly slipped next to the wall and looked at what was going on in the other part of the inn, while remaining hidden behind the corner. The boy informed them calmly that they were still not found and had time to come up with a way out of this mess. Leo looked at Sko and the guide knew he was the only one of the present who the boy trusted. The guide felt as if he had achieved something great, while in reality he had just earned the trust of a lot. Boy, go hide in the kitchen, one of the newcomers waved Leo off. The boy moved his coat and arrogant eyes to the man. The newcomer could not bear the weight of the stair for long and soon let his eyes drop, Sko smirked. We will use the back entrance, do not leave anything behind, we were never here. The guide grabbed his cloak and moved swiftly and quietly in the shadows of the wall so as to remain hidden. He used the cows in the main hall, caused by the appearance of the soldiers and the guards, to slip unnoticed to the back of the inn. He went to a narrow and dark passage. The others followed him quickly and just as unnoticed. However, they stopped suddenly as an uproar came from up ahead or the other end of their escape. Suko was thinking frantically of a way to get out of here and then he saw it. There was a window right next to them. It was small, but big enough for them to pass through. He hurried to it and pressed hard. The damn thing most likely had not been used for years, and the shutter was stuck. Sko did not dare break the lid as the noise could draw the attention of the guards. At last, 
The shutter opened slowly with a nerve-wracking creak. Is this what you call a back entrance? Leo had moved quietly next to him and was already complaining. Scott thought the boy was at the tail of the group, but he was wrong once again. The guy just smiled charmingly and stepped aside. Splendid! You will be the first to go. What? The guy did not leave Leo time to act indignant. He almost pushed the boy through the window. He heard Leo land as quietly as a cat and the boy's voice came softly. It's clear. Limir, your turn, Sko ordered. This is not going to work out. Look how narrow it is. I can never pass through that whole Sko, the giant argued. You cannot be certain until you've tried. The guide urged him once more. Limir leaned forward, however his shoulders pressed against the window frame. Turn a bit, Sko ordered. Not like that, the other way around. Yes, just like that. Now push, push harder. It has to work out, damn you, Sko was whispering in a loud voice. Stand up and try with the legs first. It's working. Now raise your arms above the head. Yes, Leo, you will have to pull while I'll push on this side. When Demir finally managed to squeeze through the window, the uproar had spread to the street in front of the inn. The other three men followed swiftly and looked around confused. Now what? One of the newcomers asked. Leo did not bother to reply. There were way too many soldiers gathered in front of the inn, so he chose the opposite direction. Let's go. Scourge them. The guide moved to the front and led them into the maze of dark and narrow alleys. This part of the village was poor and falling into ruins and so the men were certain to find plenty of improvised hideouts. The boy wished they could move like shadows, quiet and unseen. However, the other men were not up to the task. Leo was only hoping that there were no guards nearby to notice their escape. When they slipped into the next alley from up ahead, they heard the noise of heavy footsteps and the scraping of metal as if a sword was drawn. The soldiers had spread around the inn and were waiting hidden in the darkness. Leo clenched his teeth. He could have foreseen such a simple trap. If they had split in front of the inn and mixed with the crowd, they would have evaded the guards a lot easier. Leo quietly took out his plate and moved closer to Skull. We have to deal with them swiftly and then disappear before any reinforcements come, the guide whispered. We have to split, otherwise we will be easy catch, the boy added. Damn though, but you're right. In the next moment, the guards tagged them. In the dark alley, it was difficult to distinguish friend from find. So the men moved far away from one another. The two newcomers stood together, back to back. Demir jumped forward, his axe raised above his head and gleaming deadly in the pale lights of the night. Leo, closer to some old buildings, turned his back against the wall. However, at that moment, Sko called, Come here, we are brothers in arms, I will keep your back safe. Leo was indecisive for a moment. However, at the end, he decided that as long as his back was covered, it did not matter whether a wall was behind him or this man. With a soft step, he turned just in time to counter the first attack. Metal screeched and the two blades collided. The boy bent his sword in an angle that allowed the blade of his opponent to slide down. In a moment, Leo freed his sword and stabbed the man in the chest. He looked at the darkness as his attacker fell down to the ground, but he did not see other opponents. Sko did not pay any attention to the soldier who was trying to sneak behind him. As he knew, the boy was there. The one in front of him, however, made a wide swing downwards with his blade. Sko easily avoided the clumsy attack, which left his opponent wide open. When the sword of the soldier hit the ground where Sko was standing, the guide stepped on the blade and, with a swift movement, cut the throat of his attacker. In the meantime, a second guard had appeared at his left. 
Skull lightly changed the direction of his wing and blocked the attack. Without wasting a moment, he raised his leg and kicked with all his strength the guard in the knee. As a result, the attacker lost his balance and staggered forward. Skull swung his blade and cut the guard from the shoulder down as if to help him fall once and for all. Leo turned towards the kite and watched him cut down a second man. Only then did the boy realize it had remained hidden in Skull's shadow, and most likely the guards had not noticed him. His only opponent, without a doubt, had tried to sneak behind Skull and catch him unguarded. Leo suppressed his irritation, which rose in him at the thought of staying hidden during a battle. Skull gave a sigh as he turned towards his companion. Excellent job, Shorty, he laughed. Leo pursed his lips and turned his face so that it remained in the shadows. He did not want to give away his feelings, although he knew the man did not mean to offend him. We will go ahead of you, the two newcomers waved and disappeared in the darkness. We should also leave this place. Demir joined them, still holding his axe slung over one shoulder. The three of them quickly slipped into another alley and kept taking turns right and left so as to lose any possible pursuers. They advanced as quietly as possible in order to avoid any unwanted attention. After some time, they reached a big street filled with people, despite the late hour. We won't be able to leave town tonight. The soldiers will most likely keep a tight watch over the exits. Sko's voice was grim. We have to find a place to spend the night. I don't think another inn will be a good idea. Leo was looking wearily up and down the street. The hunt will certainly last the whole night. The guards will not give up until they catch someone. And you can be sure they will keep the street under close watch for the next couple of days. We can always take a shortcut through the fields, Demir suggested. Not in the middle of the night. What's more, it will be even more suspicious to leave cutting through the fields, even in broad daylight, Sko rejected the idea. It will seem like we're trying to avoid the streets and the soldiers. We can always disappear in the woods. The soldiers will not be able to find us there. Leo's mind was jumping from one possibility to another. The mountains offer more escape routes and if they try to track us down, it will be a lot harder. And then what? Sko whispered angrily. Hide there like bandits? If you want to, I will continue to brand. Leo retorted with a nice cold voice. You completely forgot our agreement, didn't you? You big thorn in the ass, I have not forgotten anything. Quiet, Demir pushed them in the shadows of a small alley to hide them just in time. With a proud stride, a few soldiers passed by them. Almost fell in the hands of the guards, thanks to you, Leo snapped. And how was I supposed to know that they have sniffed out our meeting places? Skull replied. Is it not obvious? The boy continued. You always meet in the same places, don't you? If he had bothered to change the inn from time to time, we'd not have ended in this mess. I don't need the advice of a midget. Scott's barely keeping a grip on his nerves. I need a guy in order to make my journey easier. But with you, it's exactly the opposite. And now, we'll have to come up with a plan how to leave this town unnoticed. Look here. Look over there, Demir interrupted them. The giant was pointing towards the main street, where another group of soldiers was passing through. They were leading in chains and beaten up, the two men from earlier tonight. Sko moved a bit forward in order to have a better view, but remembered to stay hidden in the shadows. Karsito, they had important news for Zarko, the guide exclaimed. Come, Leo went down the dark alley, further away from the main street. We have to look for a place to spend the night. Sko quickly found his way around and led them to another inn. In the past, the inn most likely was among the more luxurious ones, and it also had a stable. However, now it was deserted. 
or that had remained was a pale memory of welter and happier times. Presently, people only want to forget their current misery and the hopeless tomorrow. So they drown their unhappiness in cheap ale, Leo thought to himself. The old stable offered a roof and some shelter from the cold night air, as well as some sense of security. Nevertheless, neither of them was able to get any sleep. Leo had closed his eyes, but his other senses were working and focusing on suspicious noises or anything out of the ordinary. Like all the previous times, the boy did not lie down but remained seated with his back to a wall. Skull noticed that the lad had reversed to his distrustful and irritable self. The guy regretted the change as he had just barely managed to get the boy to open up. However, he did not say a thing and the three men spent the night in silence. In the morning the sun shined brightly and cheerfully. The hunt from last night seemed like nothing more than a really bad dream. The town seemed perfectly peaceful and calm. If one disregarded the message announced at the middle of the marketplace by the head of the cart, just after the sun had risen, the three men were wondering where to head from here and whether it would be wiser to stick around a bit longer, or maybe even a whole day. The soldiers appeared in the center of the village and quickly caught the attention of the people who were preparing to open their shops. The three men easily hid among the crowd that gathered around the guards. The head of the guards climbed on a rock in the middle of the square. Last night we apprehended dangerous rebels, he announced. Skull gritted his teeth. They will be taken to the fortress Kumena, where the Tarkan will personally question them. Skull growled and his comrades were worried that he might do something unadvised. Leo knew that the two men will face inhuman torture. After the Tarkan, has heard what they have to say, he will decide just punishment for the rebels. Here, the head of the guard made a long pause, which filled the air with tension. The Tarkan knows that the times are difficult, and to feed their families and children, men have to resolve to means they would otherwise never consider. The Tarkan promises to show mercy to those who provide him with information about the leaders of the rebels. Sukho snorted. Those who know something about the rebels and take that knowledge to the Tarkan will be rewarded handsomely. The guard got down from the rock after he said what he had to say and the soldiers left. Mercy, yeah, right. They will never show mercy to those two, Sukho whispered, filled with rage. They're trying desperately to seem just and fool the people into believing them, Demir cited helplessly. They act as if they care about the people, but nobody is that stupid. The villagers know better. No better, the boy whispered. All of you are only sitting here and talking. You have already forsaken those men. Sukho turned around and looked at the lad, but his face didn't betray any emotion. There is nothing we can do. They knew the risks and still decided to undertake the task. They knew they could lose their heads, the guide said. Nonetheless, it's a shame that we will lose the information they were carrying. So this is how the resistance treats its men, Leo said darkly. And what did you expect? Sukho shouted, but then added quietly. If we had the forces to capture a castle, we would not be here, but in the capital in front of the Tsarevan. Do you think we don't care about our comrades who are tortured and murdered? No matter what, you're just still a brat. Just because you have some skill with the sword, you think you know everything? We have been waging this battle for years, while you are still learning how to walk in peace. Leo was silent. In front of his eyes were fires. He could feel the pain, dread and desperation. He could smell the flames and smoke and the heavy sickening smell of burnt flesh. And then he would remember the darkness that followed and the fear, the loneliness, the emptiness. 
enough skull demerging between them. We have to find Zarko as soon as possible and tell him what happened. And then we will see. Are you coming? He looked at the lad. This is it. Leo weakly shook his head. Here our roads separate. You have yours and I have mine. Leo turned and left the two men. He could not hear or see what was happening around him. His heart was heavy and he kept thinking that if he succeeded in his plan, all this would end. Men would not have to leave their wives and children behind and risk their lives to fight their own brothers. If I am successful, we would not have to fight in the darkness against our neighbors, friends, countrymen. But then a silent resolution settled itself within the boy's heart and he turned around. He would make his own path and that included not leaving anyone behind.